Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And this week I wanted to talk about that very tail end of November and what we might be able to do outside, weather permitting. And uh, so far the weather has not permitted us to do everything in the way we've wanted, given the the windy weather, um, the fact that leaves are still on the tree, the cold weather, and the rain we've had. So it, it does make it hard to get the last of the season gardening things done outside. Um, one of the things we might need to do if your lawn has indeed stopped growing for the season but is still covered with leaves, you might have to run that lawnmower over the lawn to either mulch up, windrow, and rake up and bag later, or just directly bag into the lawnmower bag uh, the last of the leaves as they, as they continue somehow to keep coming down slowly this year in an agonizing way. So you might need to do that. Uh, there's uh, uh, something you can do with that besides taking it out to the curb if you want to. If you have uh, your vegetable garden taken care of already and you've got some bare open ground uh, loosely turned over in anticipation for next year, putting down some of those mulched up leaves into the vegetable garden will add uh, a good amount of organic matter. Next spring you will finish that off by turning that under in your spring tillage operation and uh, you've uh, done good things for the vegetable garden in terms of adding organic matter. The other thing you can do with some of those uh, picked up and chopped up leaves if you want would be to continue to build or add to the compost pile especially if you're a bit short of the brown stuff after we've put in all the green material from cleaning up the perennial beds and the annual beds and and uh, uh, vegetable garden material you uh, may need to add some some browns to that anyway and, and then mix that in so you've got some good use of that material as you have taken it off the yard um, if if we're lucky enough to think we finally mowed for the very very last time it's really uh, time to service the lawnmower and and get it ready for the winter most of us these days know about adding a fuel stabilizer to the tank and then running the motor till it's at least warm to make sure we get that treated gas into the carburetor and all the lines going uh, back and forth in the engine and, and in that way we won't have a, a stale gas or varnish buildup so that's one one good thing we can do and then once that lawnmower is shut off and you've pulled the spark plug wire off or remove the spark plug it's maybe time to drain the oil and uh, fill it with fresh clean oil um, without all the oxidizers and things in it in the old oil that uh, could potentially harm the internal parts of the your lawnmower engine so uh, stabilizer in the gas tank safely change the oil uh, the other thing that should be done this time of year is to go ahead and and uh, either blow off the dust and debris off the top of the lawnmower deck or use the garden hose and water um, and then uh, clean and scrape the underneath side of the deck to uh, grass. And if we're picking up leaves this time of year and it's still wet outside, uh, you don't want to leave that caked up moist material underneath the mower deck to uh, just help rust and, and make cleanup next spring a lot more difficult, so clean that up as well. 
Um, so that's something you could do with the lawnmower. Uh, most of us don't have the luxury of having a whole lot of space to store equipment. So for many of us, we end up swapping out where we keep the lawnmower all summer with the snowblower so that uh, you can find it the first time we need it. And if we've been paying attention to some of the weather forecasts that are coming up here, uh, they're talking about very volatile, volatile temperatures and uh, above normal snows. So we might need that snowblower this winter more so than last. So be sure once you've swapped spaces out, it's time to service the snowblower as well. Uh, if it's a four cycle engine, once again, uh, fresh gas, or you've maybe had stable in it throughout the summer, uh, get it running, get it started. Uh, hopefully at the end of last snow blowing season, you change the oil, but if not, give it some fresh oil. So uh, if it's a two-cycle uh, snowblower these days, the oil and, and gas are mixed together, of course, but the, the fuel stabilizer is still a good thing to do uh, to maintain that freshness because if you fill the tank up right now and, and you don't use that snowblower for a couple months, uh, hopefully, um, you still want that gas to be fresh and help the help the mower st and, and help the snowblower uh, start easily enough. So that's something you could do. And then if you're going to store gas for the winter for the snowblower for other recreational uses, uh, that gas can should have the fuel stabilizer in it as well. So uh, you maintain the freshness uh, of that extra gas that you're going to be storing. So that's some of the mechanical things we could talk about doing here. Um, some of the projects that maybe are still undone might be you didn't quite get uh, your tender plants or your, or your uh, uh, newly transplanted plants uh, protected from, say, uh, winter winds, from desiccation, the winter sun, or perhaps you haven't gotten all your fruit trees uh, protected from uh, rabbits and their typical feeding activities. So this is a time to maybe finish that off. Um, rabbits absolutely enjoy tender, thin bark trees. So whether it's your uh, apple tree or your fruit trees in the backyard, or you've planted younger thin bark trees, lindens, uh, um, red maples, things of that sort, they they're a favorite uh, favorite part of the diet in the winter time for the rabbits. So make sure you've protected the trunks. You can do that uh, physically by uh, putting around. Uh, chicken wire columns uh, or uh, rabbit fencing as it is sold for that specific purpose. Um, another thing you could do was wrap the trunk with some of these uh, winter protection uh, materials, whether it's a spiral wrap or whether it's the rolls that you roll out. They look like crepe paper. Um, that does a couple things. Uh, it keeps the rabbits from feeding on the trunk and also then protects those thin bark trees from any potential uh, freeze or frost cracks that they might get over the, the first winter or two that they're in your yard. So you have, you have some of that going on. If you have even smaller plants, ground cover type plants, a new planting of, say, a bed of strawberries, things like that. Uh, one of the easiest ways to not only protect them from the extremes of the winter weather, but also from the rodents is to use uh, evergreen boughs uh, and you just kind of uh, disguise the plants as if you would. And uh, if the rabbits can't see them, they can't eat them. And that's another idea that you could uh, think about doing if you have those kinds of plants in your yard. Now, the last couple things here would really be to make sure you water your plants all very well at the tail end of the season as late as you can go. I know we've had some rain, 
so you need to make the judgment whether you need to water or not and then be sure you get the hose off the house spigot because even our frost-free spigots, as they are on our homestay, will freeze and burst, and you can have some plumbing problems, because if you don't take the hose off, there can be water left in the faucet. And then drain the hose and get it it's stored for the winter as well. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure. Back again soon.